0: It is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. I'm Mark Beavis on the program today. Costco is out with a nice earnings report. We're going to look at those numbers. Also, the US Federal Trade Commission is suing Amazon. We're going to look at that story. Plus, we're going to cover some early reaction to Canada's new rental housing incentives. We'll look at the dire prediction from Jamie Dimon and the expectation of a rough economic winter here in Canada. The takeover of Viterra might be in jeopardy. And finally on today's show, we'll look at the sad case of Target and an iconic San Francisco restaurant. They're closing their doors because of crime. Let's get started with today's news. Costco announced its quarterly earnings yesterday and the results for the, uh, the three months ended on September 3rd were very strong. In fact, the numbers topped Expectations from Wall Street, which is something we haven't seen a lot of lately. Um, Earnings per share were $4.86 a share versus $4.79 that had been expected by the street. Revenue was $78.9 billion uh, versus expectations of $77.9. And net income for the fourth quarter rose to $2.2 billion compared with $1.87 billion from a year earlier. Uh, Company CFO Richard Galanti, he noted that even though the average shopper spent uh, less in their store visits, shoppers were making more regular trips uh, to Costco's locations, traffic to the stores was up 5.2% worldwide and up 5% uh, in the U.S. on a year-over-year basis. Now, he also noted that reflecting the reality of the economy that we're living in these days, sales of the more expensive items in the US were weaker, uh, the exception there being food. The average transaction uh, amount in the quarter dropped 4% worldwide, and 4.5% in the U.S. Costco has benefited from certain dynamics such as more people starting to cook from home, more millennials moving out into suburban areas uh, and cooking for themselves. Inflation has also ironically, perhaps, uh, benefited the company uh, as more shoppers are signing up or renewing for memberships to clubs like Costco, Sam's Club, you know, the, the wholesale type clubs. Uh, Costco ended the quarter with 71 million paid household members. That is up a substantial 8% from a year ago. Um, Also, more of those members are electing to buy the pricier membership, the executive membership, uh, which costs twice as much as the regular one. The executive membership is $120 a year, and this compares with $60 for the typical membership. As the quarter ended, Costco had 32.3 million paid executive memberships, which is an increase of 981,000 since the end of the previous quarter. Um, as it stands today, the higher tier, the executive memberships. now accounts for around 45 percent of all memberships. Costco last raised its membership price back in June of 2017 and there is a continuing widespread speculation that a hike must be just around the corner. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, has filed an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon.com on Tuesday. The suit says that the company is harming consumers through higher prices. Uh, 17 state attorneys general have also joined the lawsuit and this comes on the heels of a four-year investigation um, is also in addition to federal lawsuits that have been filed against Alphabet's Google uh, and Meta Platform's Facebook. In a statement in this case here, the agency says Amazon's actions allow it to stop rivals and sellers from lowering prices, degrade quality for shoppers, overcharge sellers, stifle innovation and prevent rivals from fairly competing against Amazon. This most recent lawsuit is not the only action that the FTC has taken against Amazon. Uh, Back in May, uh, Amazon already agreed to pay a $25 million civil penalty to uh, settle allegations it had violated child privacy laws and that it had misled parents about the data deletion practices Uh, on its voice assistant, Alexa. Then in June, the agency also sued Amazon and it alleged that it was using deceptive practices to enroll customers into its Amazon Prime uh, program and then making it difficult for them to cancel their subscriptions. Um, In a statement, FTC chair, Lena Khan, she said, Amazon is now exploiting its monopoly power to enrich itself while raising prices and degrading service for the tens of millions of American families who shop on its platform and the hundreds of thousands of businesses that rely on Amazon to reach them. On Monday on this program, I mentioned that if for some reason you have any interest in knowing how a guy like me would invest, it's actually pretty easy to do. If you're a Blossom user, you just go to the Blossom app, Uh, look me up, my username is Mark B, so M-A-R-C-B, You can see all my current holdings. You can see uh, my trades. I made a couple of trades since uh, the last program here on Monday. You can look those up, uh, see the logic behind the trades. Um, If you're not a Blossom user, you can download the app for free. You can set yourself up uh, with an account. There you go. You just look me up, you hit follow, and you're gonna have your answers. Hope to see you on the Blossom app. We are starting to see some reaction to the new housing changes here in Canada. Uh, first, in response to the federal government's uh, GST changes, they've they've agreed to change the rules and GST as they're related to rental units across the country. A company called Dream Unlimited Corp, which is a Toronto-based real estate uh, company, they've released plans and they plan to build over 5,000 new rental units in urban centres across the country. The government, as you probably recall, recently announced that it was going to be removing the GST charges on rental developments um, as a result of recent high interest rates, construction costs, a lot of projects that had been planned had been put on hold. Uh, And so there's been that sort of uh, pause that we've seen, which is hurting uh, the housing situation in general. The idea here is that the GST relief program will provide new inspiration, new motivation for developers to add to the housing stock. There is a catch to the whole program, however. In the case here of Dream Unlimited, they're saying that the whole deal is contingent upon the provinces also waiving their sales taxes. Uh, In other words, the federal rebate program has got the ball rolling, but the provinces are gonna have to do their part to keep it going. According to the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, Canada needs about three and a half million more units above its current pace of building by 2030 to restore affordability. Also on the housing crisis front, the federal government has announced it will be making an additional $20 billion in financing available for developers who are planning to build rental units specifically. Uh, Finance Minister Christian Freeland announced on Tuesday that the annual cap on the Canada mortgage bond program will go from $40 billion to $60 billion. And uh, mortgage bonds, these are sold by the CMHC, the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, to offer mortgage loan insurance to financial institutions and this then allows those institutions to pass those savings on to developers. Some ominous predictions came out yesterday from J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon, and he's warning that interest rates in the U.S. could go up quite a bit further as the policymakers face the prospects of this combination of continued elevated inflation um, and slow growth. And in an interview with the Times of India, he said that he felt that the, uh, the Fed's key lending rate could rise significantly higher than its current targeted range and that is 5.25% to 5.5%. In the interview, he threw out the number 7% and he basically challenged the business community. He just said, you know, essentially, are you prepared for rates like 7%? Um, He also threw in the prospects of stagflation, which further uh, adds to his pessimism. Uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, of course, he's previously said that the central bank wouldn't hesitate to raise rates If it felt that inflation is not moving lower um, in a predictable manner, at a minimum, I think that we can probably expect the higher for longer scenario where rates stay at the elevated levels we see them at today to be around for a bit longer. Now, Jamie Dimon isn't the only one who's predicting rough times. And right here in Canada, a report that is out by Desjardins, it predicts that the economic path forward for Canadians currently looks quite bleak. Um, In a note, it points out the fact that growth has already slowed considerably. It talks about job growth growth being moderated and inflation remaining stubbornly high. It also points out that soaring inflation has eroded the purchasing power and households of course have been hit uh, claiming very high interest rates. Cracks have begun to appear in the data it says and those cracks are expected to grow. Now, Canada will be putting out a new GDP report shortly, and if GDP contracts like it did in the second quarter of the year, the technical definition of a recession would be met. Uh, Basically, my interpretation of this report, Desjardins is saying that there is a lot of pain that we still have to get through before things start looking better. Bungie Limited, which is a global agribusiness and food company, um, it announced back in June that it plans to take over uh, Viterra, which is owned primarily by Glencore. But in addition to Glencore, uh, it's partially owned by the uh, Canada Pension Plan Investment Board and also the British Columbia Investment Management Corporation. They have minority stakes in Viterra. Now in June, uh, Bungie agreed to pay more than $8 billion to take over Viterra and then combine its assets with their own. Well, yesterday, uh, Transport Minister Pablo Rodriguez, he announced that the federal government is going to review the transaction, and of course, do its duty and make sure that uh, the the transaction will benefit Canadians uh, as a whole. In a statement, he said that both companies hold ownership interest in port terminals throughout the country. Goes on to say that healthy competition in the transportation sector is necessary to ensure fair pricing and access for users, especially for Canadian farmers. Uh, He also said that the sale will be reviewed under the mergers and acquisitions provisions in the Canada Transportation Act. Um, This review is in addition to the ongoing review that was announced previously uh, in June by Canada's Competition Bureau. The government has up to 250 days to complete the review and that takes us to at least June of 2024. Target announced yesterday that it will be closing nine stores as a result of theft and organized retail crime, making the environment unsafe for both its staff and its customers. And we've seen on the news lately that there's been a a rash of retailers that are struggling to uh, manage the crimes in their stores. Costs have gone straight to the bottom lines, making it unprofitable in many locations. Uh, We've seen reports of stores closing, and we've also seen reports of stores needing to lock up merchandise, change the way that they display their goods to prevent or mitigate the, uh, the effects of the crime wave. There's a thought that with food becoming so expensive out there and inflation continuing at this higher level, that shoplifting is a normal part of doing business, so what's the big deal? I would say though that there has been an obvious rise in organized crime groups that are putting a whole different spin uh, on what's happening today. Now, Target says that they plan to close their stores on October 21st uh, in New York, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and Oakland. Uh, They had previously said that they expect to lose, get this, uh, about a half a billion dollars this year uh, due to theft. According to the National Retail Federation, the cost of external and internal theft, fraud uh, and damage costs retailers about $112 billion in 2022, up from 93.9, almost $94 billion Um, in 2021. Now of course politics is always going to play a role here and in certain U.S. cities um, it's thought that the criminal justice reform laws and local district attorneys um, policies are making it very attractive for these groups of thieves to operate. In certain cases uh, with the changes in law shoplifting isn't really considered a crime anymore that can result in jail or in some cases um, it can not even result in bail and this is regardless of how many times a thief has been caught. So basically There's no or very little disincentive in the system. To put a very fine and sad point on the problem, there's a story out of a Vietnamese restaurant called Le Cheval, which has operated in Oakland, California for 38 years. Now it has announced that it's going to be closing at the end of the month and it cites burglaries and violent crime um, in the neighborhood as a primary cause for it closing. This restaurant survived the crack epidemic. This restaurant survived Occupy Oakland and the riots. This restaurant survived the pandemic but this restaurant can't survive crime. Coming up later this week, we have Micron Technology reporting later today. Tomorrow, we have Nike, BlackBerry, and Aritzia reporting. Then on Friday, we have the Canada GDP by industry numbers that are coming out. So uh, I will be back on Monday next week, Monday and Wednesday, to update you on all of those stories and anything else that comes up between now and then. Um, As always, I will put a link for our investing academy in the description of this video here. As always, I thank you for watching this video. I look forward to seeing you on Monday.